I'm going to talk to you about off the record. Uh, Brian, have you ever gotten a parking ticket? Yes. Have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? Yes, I have. Which is worse to deal with? Oh, a speeding ticket for sure. So bad. Parking tickets are pretty easy. You just mail it in. Right. Not so easy. Not usually going to fight it. Exactly. Have you ever fought a parking ticket? No. Have you ever fought a speeding ticket? Have you ever wanted to? Yes, I've wanted to. I've been too lazy. It's too much work. Way too too much work. Mm -hmm. And it's like you got to see the cop in court often. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to do that. And you have to go to the place where you got the ticket, the county. The biggest thing is you got to wait in lines. A lot of the worst lines in the world. I attempted to fight a ticket one time. The line was two hours at 8 a.m. Whoa. And it was just degenerates in the whole place. Who has two hours... In a, on a weekday to fight a ticket. Only people without jobs. And can you imagine that line? Go check out offtherecord.com. This is how it works. You snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer. You don't pay the traffic ticket. I don't know. It's amazing. It's Sounds magic. like magic to me, yeah. Yeah, and if you enter code AWESOME currently, uh, you also get a nice little discount. So go ahead and use the service. Super easy, as Warren said. And if you don't win, you don't pay. Wow. Offtherecord.com. Thank you. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I got Chris here, guest Chris and my brother Mark. Hello. And I'm Art. Thank you for joining us, Chris and Mark. We are uh, coming to you uh, recording live from Radwood, Philly. And um, I I don't even know where to begin because uh, it's always hard to do shows like this because, first of all, we're on a podcast and you can't see what we're seeing. Yeah. But uh, I feel like we have to at least explain what's in our view here. At least uh, build the environment up a little little bit. bit. Just a little bit. And then we'll obviously introduce our guests a little further. But uh, um, I think Art said favorite car here today. What? Yeah, we got um, a UR Quattro fully rallied out sitting in front of us. It's got the Sport Quattro rally grill with a big-ass oil cooler, a lot of Bosch rally fog lights on there. Six, or, to be exact. Six. So uh, this this car, Chris knows about it. Chris and oh, Mark no both way. know about it. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, I believe his name is Cameron, and he is in our town, like right in the Frederick, Maryland area. All right. And he has a couple of unique cars like this. I think he's, he's a big Group B fan, too. Very cool. Yeah, that is definitely my favorite car here. I mean, I, I wasn't sure initially when I first saw it, we were running around. I thought maybe it was also a short wheelbase conversion, which I have seen in the past. We've had one haunting yeah. our uh, cars and coffees. Yeah, this is not, but it's still really epic, super well done. Uh, it, it's definitely a legit uh, purpose-built machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next to that, Lotus Esprit. Um, is it a turbo? I think it is. Yep. Uh, really clean. Super, super clean. Yeah, very nice. Um, and then a painted DeLorean, black and gold. Which that was painted in period. Three people, when this car was being parked, stopped me to say how awesome it looked. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a painted DeLorean. Never <laughs> see him, right? But one won our uh, San Francisco show, Best in Show. Yeah, like uh, that car. Like, very similar. But it's even more uh, Radwood-esque with the uh, 
like graphics DeLorean written on the sure. B pillar. So and, what's really cool about that is it almost looks like it's sitting below the actual clock tower mm-hmm. from the Back to the Future <laughs> movie. Know. So where we're at is this really cool <laughs> Navy Yard, and for some reason there's this like decommissioned building <laughs> that looks identical to the clock tower. Yeah. We yeah, keep exactly. like, None of this stuff, first of all, there's not a lot of buildings like this in California, but like a 3.0 earthquake, this shit is, we're dead. Like, it's, <laughs> it's over. It's bricks. And, yeah, yeah, bricks. We don't do bricks on yeah, the West Coast. Huge brick building. At. And I think a lot of ghosts live in there, so it's a little, <laughs> we like a little scary. Uh, yeah, but that that is that was intentional. Uh, you know, we were that this was definitely like a featured area that we wanted Perfect. to focus on because it's super like classic. Um, it has that vibe, you know. Dude, yeah, it's almost identical because I'm looking at a flyer yeah. in front of me <laughs> yeah. of save the old the save the clock. Tower it really is right that you guys printed out, which was awesome. Yeah. And then here is this building with the same amount of pillars, the same height, <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yep, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I said when we came in toward this place. Was dude, that is the fucking clock That's tower. It. That's so the rad. focal point. I love yeah. it. Yeah, somebody should have brought the we, Toyota truck out. I was just gonna say yeah we need that for sure no i love the diversity of the cars too and that's what uh i think shocked us a lot and we're an east coast guy so we've been around this for a long time sometimes we go over the west coast and i've been to a couple cars and coffee there just because i'm out there filming you go out to a couple all of a sudden you start seeing the same familiar cars and you're like mm-hmm. wait is it yeah is, is it bigger than this i mean i know this is like the southern california area right. but i'll see the same 911s the same 356s mm-hmm. but out here all of a sudden it's like it's not all porsches it's not all volkswagens i mean there's sobs and peugeots and renaults and lotuses and motorcycles and you got bicycles and boom boxes and it's yeah. just, it's insane i love it it's like the best of all car shows and anything that's rad from the 80s all put together into one very well cool, said. Yeah, that, well all right, we're said. done. All right, see you guys all later. Right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> you know, so time. one thing that we definitely noticed leading up to the event, and it's it's kind of a weird phenomenon that we didn't really expect. It, it's com- It makes sense. It's logical. But a lot of the stuff here is very high quality because it has to be, right? You guys have weather out here. You oh, guys yeah. have salt. So people that, if you take pride in something, you're going to preserve it. You store it over the winter and all that. So you get a lot of really cool oddball cars that are in, in amazing condition. Whereas, like, on the West Coast, we have... You know, we the cars are driven year round, so they're in good shape, yes, but they're driven. True. You know, so they're not as pristine. Or our winter beater is our summer beater is our car. <laughs> that's exactly. You know, exactly. that's our fun Lucky. car. Well, there's a lot of random stuff that came that's around these areas because it came into the ports here originally, mm-hmm. and the headquarters for, you know, a lot of these, at least the European car companies we're right here in new jersey forever some still are but that was how it was done so there's a lot of oddball stuff that at least for the european stuff is around you know pennsylvania new jersey new york connecticut there's just it's just up here still yeah and it seems like the first kind of the jdm import stuff started coming over here obviously way before we we saw it but you guys got the japanese cars because obviously closer and just more popularity built out there and then spread throughout you know throughout the country but here with you know max hoffman and everything it all started here and then went you know west and everywhere else absolutely you know then it survived out where you guys are but (laughs) yeah it did yeah. It did survive. You guys have like patina because yeah. you can drive the cars right, exactly. right, and they stay rust free. It won't Over break here, in half. We, we do have a lot of restorations because it's been restored two or three times. Yeah. And then you you decide, okay, it's time to preserve it, put it into the garage, take it out during nice weekends and car shows. And it really shows that love for these cars because you can't daily drive them. The roads are bad because of the salt that we put on the ground. Mm. So we got to watch out for potholes and expensive cars only come out every once in a while. So does the salt hurt the road? Oh, yeah. That's really? how we get big potholes. Yeah, the salt will actually 
actually destroy the roads. Shit, and I up, didn't know that. Yeah, and in places like Texas and even up north, they'll use like a gravel, like a yeah. dirt mix. Yeah, yeah, they do that. Right here in New Tahoe. Jersey and Maryland and stuff, we use salt. Yeah. And the salt one will eat through the metal on the body. For sure. But it also destroys the roads. Shit, I never knew that. That's a double whammy. And then on top of that, there are machines scraping the roads, right? To of clear course. them. So it's just a shit show. It's yeah. a shit so your, show. Your, your roads are constantly under construction. Like, especially, like, I've been to Chicago before and it's like, yep. they're always under construction. Like, it's because they have yep. to be, right? They're always yep. being restored yeah. and repaired. So you you, uh, you mentioned uh, you're in, um, in California a lot for filming. Yep. You guys are obviously car guys. You know your stuff. So can you give us a little bit of background about what you guys are about? Like Maybe what, introduce yourselves yep. to listeners. All right. Well, I'm Chris Stevens, and uh, I'm here with my brother Mark, and we have owned our own European uh, like restoration mechanic shop since 2003, and it's called Eurotech Classics. Uh, it's family owned. It's owned and operated by me and him. Sweet. And uh, we've been doing that for a long time. Recently, I started on a TV show called Garage Rehab on the Discovery Channel mm -hmm. with uh, Richard Rawlings from Gas Monkey Garage. And I've been doing that since about like late 2016 since we shot the pilot. Oh, sweet. Uh, we just finished up on season two and we're getting ready to start building more shops together, like kind of getting getting all the paperwork together, like what kind of shops we're going to do next for season three. Gotcha. And that's actually a long process rather than taking one car and building it for three episodes. This is a different automotive shop every episode. Wow. And uh, and so I'm here with my brother and he's just like, he's just the car guru. He got me into this stuff because he's my older. So of course it was like just getting shoved at me from every angle. He's just like, I got, you know, the cars and the video games and everything else. And I learned everything I knew about cars from my late father and my older brother. Very cool. Nice. But, uh, but he's got some interesting things to talk about because how we grew up into cars too with like what our parents drove. And I'll let you tell that little story. <laughs> Well, I run the shop when he's away, and then when he's there, we, you know, we both obviously run it, and uh, whatever he needs for support, uh, also while he's away, because there's tons of all that that goes with it. Um, but we've always, we've always kind of focused on the '80s and '90s cars. Uh, it just sort of grew into that. It really wasn't. It, we've had 70s cars and 60s cars, but we always had the 80s stuff around. And now that it's starting to become collectible and appreciated, uh, it, it feels like now it's in style, which is which is pretty awesome. But, uh, you know, E30s and Alphas and, and all that, it just goes, I mean, it, almost to when they were new. And it's, sometimes it feels like we never really moved out of there because we don't really do new cars. And... Uh, we've always sort of just stuck with that and now that it's starting to be valuable it's 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 nice that the people are starting to put money into stuff and the parts are starting to be sought after where before you, you know it just wasn't there was no market for that yeah um that happened because of our dad um he worked for alfa romeo in the 70s had his own shops and then started working in the sales side running dealerships in the 80s so we were around everything from hondas to toyotas uh he did a lot with subaru um let me think what else he did uh lamborghini did maserati in the bi-turbo era uh so we were around all that stuff in in the 80s and then he kind of always stuck with it and then that is how we got into it but it, it's weird walking around here i mean fx16s i can remember riding with him in those when they were his demo and uh there's an mr2 over there i remember uh him putting us on his lap and steering that you know when it was a brand new car uh you know black one with the silver bottom black leather i remember that like it was yesterday so it's it really when you come to something like this it's definitely uh it's like a flashback yeah, yeah it's cool um we always had 944s, stuff like that around 928s uh but yeah so it's it's 
really awesome to see the diversity because you know there's always a good support for bmw shows and porsche shows and the domestic cars always have great support but it's nice to see kind of the oddball stuff come out the toyotas the nissans and you know even dotsons they're they're represented well but then some of the 80s stuff gets lost in the mix and they had so much cool stuff i mean just now it's you know it's just so weird and it'll never it'll never be like that again you know so it's really it was a it was an interesting time in cars you know a lot of people ragged on it forever like how it was such a bad time but you know the performance levels were going up every year and there was so much just odd stuff like so they're just so original now like when you get around them and it's it's just awesome i mean it's you know they're so interesting that's awesome man i think we're all very aligned in that way you know we have very similar backgrounds very similar experiences and um one thing that i find very interesting is that like you know everybody is like and at these types of events, like, you know, we are eclectic. We're open to everyone showing their car, really. We're, we're, we curate a little bit, you know, but I mean, for the most part, it's like, you're proud of your car. You want to bring it, you want to show it. It matches the, you know, the criteria. Yep. And everyone's stoked about everything, you know? Yeah. It's not like, you know, it, it, I see, like, I saw a guy that was like, he walked from a Shelby Mustang to um, what is the, uh, the Subaru, the RX4 that's over there. That's like a super rare, weird yeah. car. And he was like, so stoked to see that, you know? And it's yeah. like, I love to see that, like, everyone appreciates it's the eclecticness a lot and it's like what we're all about so the weird thing with this subaru rx there is like nobody ever knows what those are and um i think about 88 or 89 my dad he was in the dcr he moved up to massachusetts and started running a subaru dealer and subaru was nothing back then on the east coast and i was like all right you know whatever i was just a kid and then when you go up to massachusetts subarus were very popular and they were like Toyotas up there because of the snow. Right. And he had probably four or five RXs as demos, like the white ones. And then he had maybe one of the black one with the gold hubcaps. Um, but we went back and forth up 95 from Massachusetts to D.C. when he'd pick us up to go stay with him for the summer and winter. In the, we rode in the back of those things so many times, and it's it's weird to see him now because you never see him. But, I mean, he, he always drove those, and it was kind of like – I didn't really think about it at the time because they were on the lot as new cars. Right. They're, that's what he had. He didn't really drive the XT6s because I think there was only maybe one of those in the showroom that didn't sell well because at the time people wanted Loyal wagons up there. Um, they wanted uh, the GLs. They didn't really – they weren't into the GL10s, which were the top of the line Loyals. And the RXs did sit around too because I don't think people knew about them then. And uh, so he always had one as a demo, and it's so weird, like, now that you see yeah, one just like see that. see it. And we'd fold down us. the seats. Yeah. And ride in the back, lay down in the back of that. We also uh, have uh, best dress. Just walked by. It was uh, uh, the Ultimate Warrior and a female Hulk Hogan <laughs> with a mustache. With, with a, a mustache. <laughs> Not real, well, of course. I think that's what's neat about this show. Also, we go to other car shows and you can walk around. It's and so serious. People right? are over polishing their cars and do not. Oh touch yeah, yeah. Here it brings out that nostalgic. The I remember when. Yeah. It's everything from Walkmans and Nintendo games and the music that you hear in the background from our awesome DJ at this event. But everything brings back like a happier time for yeah. all of us because that's when we were younger. This is what got us into everything we're involved with now. Yep. To see it, all you do is just smile now. It's yeah. not like a single manufacturer car out there. It's everything. And you also have people from different eras that appreciate this this era 
for different reasons, right? The guy you know, who's probably in his 70s in the Testarossa has a totally different relationship oh, with the yeah. 80s, you know, and that that scene, right? So, yeah, it's all it's really cool to see it all in one place. I had a security guard ask me, he goes, what is this, cash for clonkers? No. <laughs> He's always a bunch of 80s tough stuff. Crap. Like, yeah, yeah tough crap. But even, like, the bicycles, too. Like, you oh, know, yeah. I grew up riding BMX bikes. Yeah. We all did, yeah. So then you see them there, you're like, oh, wait, other people are into this yeah. stuff, yeah. too. Yeah, and then it okay. makes you want one, right? You're yeah. like, wait, yeah, I, 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 I do this Yeah, again. you see the one, this one dude, he, he pulled up in this super clean box body Cobra. Yeah. It's green over there. And he has all this, like, tchotchkes out there. Sure. But he brought, like, 10 BMX bikes, like these classic red lines and oh, stuff. They're all yeah, lined up. The and then he has, like, stuff. eight boom boxes in front. Okay, so this I whole didn't know scene, that was one dude. guy. One dude. I thought it was like wow. you guys are having a BMX show sure. also. I, I, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> and what's cool is, like, you see the Hutch Trick Stars or the Red Lines. Yeah. But Hutch was actually out of Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, okay. About three hours from here, too. Yeah, so it's about, yeah. like... Every time you're at one of these, like, I actually go to the BMX shows, so you'll see these hutches on the East Coast. Uh-huh. So it's kind of neat. You're seeing everything out here, from skateboards. And even, I think because of the time we're doing this in October, yeah, it also kind of looks like a costume. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. A little Halloween. It's yeah, very yeah. Halloween-y, yeah. Because yeah. everyone's dressed up in, like, the Adidas track suits yeah, yeah. or uh, headbands and everything else. Yep. It's really neat. Yeah, yeah and, and the thing is that we it is also part of the show, right? It's part of the spectacle because, yeah. it, like, you know, normally, like, this is a, a common point of contention you go to an event and it's like people standing around a car it's like damn it you're trying to get the shot and you try to incorporate them you know but it's a little str- it's a yeah. bit of a struggle here sure. it's like stand next to the fucking yeah, car if they're in the background totally cool. like it looks rad rainbow right? he-man shirt get in exactly <laughs> we, yeah we want rainbow he-man next to a g-body or whatever but <laughs> and so, i will yeah. say that philly represents with with gear because almost everyone has a little something going on like whether it's you know hats jackets but no that's just how they really, dress they're stuck in the early ladies early 90s yeah dude <laughs> Rainbow He-Man shirt. All right. They just got those, dude. Female local. <laughs> they just got everywhere. those. So what do you see the most difference, like, being out here in Philadelphia versus, like, the California and even Atlanta that you just did? It's a good question. I think, uh, well, the – so what's different here is uh, – The temperature from Atlanta. I heard it <laughs> yeah, was – Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, that's yeah, nice. I actually life. prefer this weather, especially when you're running around all day, yeah, like, yeah. low 60s. So much nicer. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a group of guys that had all K cars. You know, it was a first-gen minivan. Oh, Our yeah. Boy Brian will appreciate that. Uh, uh, Did Reliant you see the go-kart? The turbo? Mini- yeah, yes. you had that with it, right? That was amazing. Awesome. And then um, I don't even know the name of the <laughs> other ones, but three dudes rolling together. Like, this is our crew. And finally, there's a goddamn car show we can go to, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole We've been waiting time. a while. We've been shunned yeah. from society, but uh, caravan turbo. I think what that kind of thing. Time? We don't. See I mean, time. compared to California, there's just hardly any Porsches. Yeah, like California, right. even, even a Radwood. You know, and, we'll have we'll have and so we'll many BMWs. Porsches. So many and BMW E30s. No, E30s are like. I mean, E30s and Porsches are... You rock. There goes Hulk. Miss Hogan. Those are like... Those are like 50% of all the cars in California. And And here, I don't even... I've seen an E30 M3, but I think that might be the only one I've seen. And there's one beat one that came up with the Chrysler guys. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. um, But, you know, that is the big difference. And there's like three, you know, a few 911s, but it's, it's not like... I mean, it's just, you know, you could almost make a PCA show out of just our that's, Porsches at our show we have, you know? That's kind of how it is, you know, uh, 
out here on the East Coast, um, my first car I ever I've ever owned was a Porsche 914, mm -hmm. and this is way before 914s were. This guy's owned a couple, yeah. yeah. When Popular I it, or I mean, people hated that car. I what remember, year was that, Chris? This was a 1975, so it was and, even the rubber bumper. Yeah, and what year did you have it? Uh, this was in 1998. So I had mine in 97. Yeah. Or yeah. 90, yeah, 97. Yeah. So I, I drove it around. I, I took me about a year and a half to restore it. Uh, changed the color it was like a light blue and back then that was the worst color you wanted as a kid yeah. in high school so we changed it to like a metallic silver got rid of the plaid interior because it was torn and went to like the normal basket weave uh, vinyl uh-huh it was a great car uh drove it but nobody they were just like oh chris drives an old car that was pretty much yeah. all mm -hmm. it was and since then i've had 13 914s Jeez. a couple of air-cooled 911s 996 this and that but every time i either buy or sell a porsche Apart, anything, it goes to California. Oh, yeah, it yeah. It doesn't stay here on the East Coast. It's yeah. very rare that it does. And honestly, this has been the first time in a long time that I feel like the air-cooled Porsches, and I, I'll probably offend a couple people, but it's it's feeling a little mainstream. Oh, for sure. I go to a show, and there's multiple 911 coupes, and everybody wants to buy your 911 coupe, and it's just, I, I hear yeah. about it. There's certain podcasts that are directed only to talking about air-cooled 911s. Yeah. And I tell you what, I'm tired of hearing the stories. <laughs> it's getting a little repetitive. <laughs> and right now, I got my eye on E36 M3s and even E46 M3s and just seeing how raw and, and just visceral these M cars are. Yep. And uh, Mark's working on a Alfa Romeo GTV6 right now. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Um, we got a couple. We, we got a 1969 TVR Vixen. Wow. We've had that for a long time. So I think we want to get back to our roots, which is like maybe the cars that not every, everyone loves. And yeah. maybe a car that's not accepted by everyone. Mm. And this is what excites us about Radwood is because I think we all have this similar feeling. Yeah, Absolutely. Like the, the rare, the oddball, the unique and interesting is the better. It's is way cool. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. Like, I I actually like that, you know, we, we maybe have 10 air-cooled 911s here. It's yeah, refreshing. It's it is refreshing. It's refreshing, yeah. So I would love to hear what you guys currently have in the stable or um, kind of like iconic cars that you've had in the past or, yeah. you know. Um, right now I'm driving a, yeah, go figure, a 1979 911 SC Coupe. <laughs> okay. Don't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Stop talking. 70, yeah, 79. It's, yeah, it's a 1979. So it was. They're this, just such pure cars, you it know. Was, it is pure. It's, it's the, uh, it's, hey, I'm second, tired of hearing this story. Now he's, he's going <laughs> to wax, dude. Second year of the SC, but, um, but it's, it's currently for sale because I've, I've had them. I've done it. fuck those people, right? Well, to be honest, once you've done it, <laughs> yeah. kind of like I want to try something new. Yeah. yeah. I want to drive a new car as much as possible. Is it stock? No, I mean, it's kind of like. You know, modified a little bit, lower yeah. Euro, you know, Euro suspension on it. Oh, it's got little things, but it's a driver. Yeah. So we drive it real hard. I, I, I don't baby it at all. Uh, I do clean it, but not. I don't wax it all the damn time. It's, it's a driver condition. It's an East Coast driver condition car. And last year we actually took it from Maryland and drove it down to Amelia Island for the works reunion. Spent one night and drove it back. So that's 12 hours Whoa. one way. Damn. And I just go, if you can't drive these cars, then why own them? Totally. Yeah. And I mm. feel like I get more experience out of a car within one year that some of these owners get in 10 years. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, dude, I drove it. I took it to the track. I had oh, fun yeah. with it. It's time to move it on rather than hoard these cars and keep them for myself. So it's time yeah. for others to enjoy them. Nice. So uh, it's that uh, 88 E32 BMW, which we drove down here. So a 735i four-door automatic. 
it was great driving it down mm-hmm. here. Super comfortable drinking coffee and smoking cigars the entire time. Nice. Um, yeah, a couple, a couple of other uh, odd cars, but Mark, you can fill them in on the rest. A quick question, though. Did the, yeah. do, does that car have cup holders? Because I don't think they had cup holders. It does, no, the cup holder is actually the jam between the seat and the seat Oh, seatbelt yeah, that's trick. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or the, or the, uh, some my, of the e-brake one, too. That's the E30 trick. The E30 one. Yeah, you know, Carlos it, it, you see a focused on driving like this morning when my hot coffee hit my lap because I hit a, <laughs> a big <ride. laughs> Yeah. Um, what else are we working on? We we have a GTV6 we've been working on for about a year now. Uh, it's a running car. It's a driver, but it needed it, it mostly just owner neglect is really what it was. And it's just been a year of just sorting everything to make it right. Um, that's going to be a really nice car. Uh, pretty much stock. Uh torsion bars and european ride height just to get it to look how it should but other than that just a just a nice driver we were trying to get it up here for this but it it would have just been just too much to rush and uh we're closer than now so it's not worth doing that but that would have been really fun uh we got a 77 e21 bmw that we're gonna probably start on after that car is uh, up and running and that's that's a neat car and we've had lots of 320s and they've always been super like undervalued and uh they're they're really nice driving cars are these u.s cars U.S. or Euro? Or it's, this is just a U.S. one, um, yeah. and we picked it up locally. It was uh, the mint green color, which I can't remember the name now, but that BMW used in the 70s, and it was a non-sunroof car with the Recaros. So oh, sweet. it was kind of a neat one, and then um, – you know, we've we've just been working on that when we get free time, but uh, we'll probably get on that and finish it up over the winter and uh, drive that for a while. But uh, those have always been just super fun, and uh, if you can find one that's not rusted, they're yeah, uh, yeah. you know it gives you a, a well, real nice driving experience. They're still out there. I mean, we see them in California for three grand. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, for an IS, they're they're going up. Yeah, you know, yep. eight to ten for yep. a real. Did you guys one. see the uh, the Euro one that's back here? Yep. That's the nice. blue one. That's yep. super nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that really transforms the car. Yeah. Are you guys gonna do Euro bumpers on it? Mm, probably not on this one. Um, we'll probably just just keep it the way it is. It's got a it's got a suspension on it like H and R's, but that that's all. Yeah, um, pain in the ass. Probably isn't it? keep those yeah. U.S. bumpers, but that's why we always talk yeah. about the torsion bar adjustments because in America we had to raise all these cars from Europe, and then they lost yep. all of its styling. Yep. Yeah. And and it looks weird, like especially the GTV six and even the nine elevens and nine fourteens. So luckily, with adjustable torsion bars, you can you can modify them and, and re-index the the spline pretty easily and right. get it looking right again. Yeah, we had a three twenty three E twenty one a few years ago. A guy called us on, and uh, he wanted to get it out of his townhome community, and he's like, "Just come get it." And uh, yeah, that was cool. We're like, "Okay." So we went down, picked up. He had had the car for years, and uh, it was a three twenty three and. It was really cool, but when it came over, they did the U.S. bumper conversion oh, and got rid of it. And they did it like it was like done pretty well, so it looked That's just like true. a 320, we're but talking it was a 323. About, we're talking about the first three series. Like yes. yeah, after yeah, yeah, 2002, yeah, totally. it's the first three series that came out where it still kind of looked like a 2002 from the front, mm-hmm. sort of looking like a, a three series, more of a modern car from the and rear. inside yeah. it feels like a 2002 yeah. a lot. Yeah, it does, yeah. and they sold like gangbusters. Yeah. They were everywhere. We saw 320s. And uh, it's it's neat to have because we could all own the 2002. Those are great cars too. But the 320 
is like a little bit more modern, and I feel like you can really daily drive those cars right now. Yeah, yeah. you guys are have an advantage because historically they've been really undervalued where we live because of smog regulations, right? So like you oh, guys right. have a lot of a little bit of freedom to modify the yes, motors yes. or just do swaps yep. or do whatever. Now you could do that, but a, a good swap is expensive, and to get it yeah. through like basically uh, the because those were thermal reactor cars. Yep. And stuff, yeah, so it's and, you, and know. you have that pre pre seventy four. You guys are okay. Yeah, right? five pre seventy five and before. Yeah. Okay, so that's why, like, the 74, 911, people are like, yeah, and 70, like bring it on. Happen. And 75. Right. Okay, okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But if you're in the, like, 79, like, you're 911, yeah. that's when we when we see that, it's like, oh, shit. But even the 79's all right, because that's actually smogable, but it's like yeah. a, a mid year 76, 77. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. That. Throw yeah. that thing away. Wow. Like, a 912E, like, I know they're. Yeah, or something for some reason. Yeah. But like I don't even understand why anyone would own that car. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. In California. Yeah, basically with those with like a mid-year, like a 76, 77 car, you're better off just doing like an SC swap and then like basically trying to get it through carb. Ooh. And it's and you're looking not only is it the motor swap, but then you're looking at a few grand on top of that to get it to get it's like yeah. all the regulation, that all the <laughs> certifications. Yeah, you guys yeah. are lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are very lucky. Yeah, 20 years and you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah, you're pretty yeah, like pretty wide Warren open. had a really nice Nice um, 528i, uh, 1912, so 1980, and it was like all original. Like, oh, he bought off the original owner. Wow, um, really clean, nice car. But that was actually an 80, so it had cats. That's the but, first year. But before that, they were all thermal reactors, yeah. and, the, and right. the heads would, would yep. crack, and all this stuff would happen because yeah. of that, because the heat from the thermal, you know, the oh, yeah. that's caused. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they were a mess. And then if you put, if you put cats on a car that had thermal reactors you're they, they look at it and go, technically you're breaking the law oh yeah, so if God. you get if you yeah. get caught yeah it's no good and that's what's what's really ridiculous right because you're actually making the car run better and cleaner yeah, tailpipe wise it's better right but it's not what came with the car so yeah. it, that's where the weird restriction is yeah yeah it's that would explain a lot. a lot of it then especially in like the uh the german car market in california then yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a big one. So you mentioned Maryland. So you guys are actually Maryland-based. Yeah, uh, that's where yep. your shop is. Yeah, yep. yeah, born and raised uh, right in Frederick, Maryland. Um, yeah, I was born in Gaithersburg, Maryland, but right up the street, not too, not too far away. We've been there ever since, and it's great because we do still have kind of like the climates. I mean, we get snow and everything else, but we spent a lot of our winters up in Massachusetts. That's where my father was living, like mm. the mid '90s. So. The car culture up there was Volvos and Saabs and Volkswagen Jettas and stuff. Mm. So that's kind of what got us involved. And then you come back down in the D.C. area, it's a lot of Mercedes-Benz and a lot of BMWs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but it, the uh, laws are pretty strict there, right? Like traffic and stuff? Um, we Maryland, have a lot isn't of it kind of crazy? Virginia's really so, bad. Yeah, Virginia's yeah. really yeah. bad. You get aggressive driving tickets like 20 miles an hour over. Yeah. Uh, five points on your license. It's, it is bad. I've been to places like even Texas and California. I don't see as many cops that we got here in Maryland and New Jersey and Pennsylvania. I mean, they're everywhere. There's a lot here. Like, yeah, there's, there's so many on here. On the side of the road with their lights on. You know, there's just, a lot. Yep. So that's another reason why we like these old cars, because even when you're speeding, you're not really speeding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right? the time. Yeah. You talk about that yeah. all the time. Yeah. You, you think you're speeding, and yeah. you look down, and you're like, damn, I'm going 65. <laughs> yeah, this feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Any modern, the cops, like, like, keep going. Yeah. Any yeah. crazy modern car, and you're breaking all laws in third oh, yeah. gear or whatever. Like, so do you guys have a plan on doing this annually? 
here in Philly. I think this is oh, gonna become a yeah, staple. We would love, yeah, okay. love to do this that. Is, yeah. yeah, this is yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is really. We're cool pretty. We're. I think we're pretty hyped on how it's turned out. And, yeah, and also just the whole process, you know, because these putting these events is is really complicated and drawn out, and like this has been the smoothest without getting into the nitty gritty. Like everyone's been really easy to work with, and like the authorities, the the, wow. the facilities, like it's been nice. So it's it's definitely a no brainer for us. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, you got leaves changing in front of us; they're all over the ground. Yeah, and it's kind of like a grayish sky, which, like you said, makes so, it great for photography. Perfect. Yeah, uh, all the colors are just popping right now because it's it's that perfect fall weather that we look forward to wearing, you know, light coats and sweatshirts. Yeah. Yeah, and so you can you can get gnarly with your costume and add a lot of layers. How did you guys <laughs> pick Philly? Like, how did you how did that come up? It, it's a good question. We were looking all over New it England. Started with New yeah. York, yeah. kind of, and then kind of, you know, then we were not being able, yeah, <laughs> not being able to find places kind of makes you move to other places. And uh, did but you guys are all on the West Coast? Did you have anybody out here to like like scope places? We had a, like yeah. we had like an inside man a little bit. Yeah, right? so there's a guy on the ground here who uh, you know we should give him a shout out. Uh, Tim McNair, super awesome dude. He's world class uh, detailer. He does a lot of the Pebble Beach cars. And, oh, nice. Uh, and so he's a, he's local, and basically you know through our buddy Jason Camisa, like you know we're reaching out to everyone we knew in this region. And we're like recommendations, right? And uh, and so he's like, hey, you know, um, I think I got a spot for you guys, and recommended this place uh, because you know, just like everything else, right? You, you there's logistics, there's yeah. ease of access for spectators, there's um, you know, you need space for spectators yeah. to park, and then you need space for the cars. So all of those details are really crucial, and like this pr particular place had everything. Yeah. Like we checked, I checked all the right boxes, but we were looking, as Lane said, you know, New York was kind of, we were really kind of like even narrow-minded about it a little bit we're like do we had like this idea of like kind of grungy brooklyn like old like you know right, like yeah. if we wanted like to really curate ruin porn dilapidated you <laughs> yeah know, like, just kind of yeah. like cool shit like that and like and it's just everyone we spoke to is like dude space is at a huge Come premium yeah. and it's really hard to get to for people yeah, and yeah. so for cars. we had yeah. some recommendations up in uh, long island and we were considering that for a bit but i think this ended up being the best best spot oh cool yeah. very cool no it is it's got to be tough when you're not on the ground too you got to take like oh it's so like, hard you don't and, know the like, highways to get in just like when somebody yeah. doesn't live in a place it's totally like, yeah and then we know. we did we did atlanta then art and i flew directly from atlanta here to like we had never checked out the actual facility and we're yeah. kind of signing docs and yeah and saying like yeah, yeah we want the yeah. spot like finalizing it yeah and uh, up until then it's like oh i hope this place is cool you know you can only <laughs> tell so much from wow. pictures and yeah. and all this all this other stuff and we got here and we were i mean kind of I was like beyond ecstatic about the location just because it is it's it's really beautiful and like well cared yeah. for and it almost feels like a a military base where it's like perfect yeah um, well like but it does ships too yeah, yeah. I, that would be in. even yeah it's next well it's it's actually a very unique kind of combination of things too because it's like very manicured but like you also have these um buildings that are vacant and have been just like vacant for many years uh -huh. so they're sort of dilapidated and have a little bit of the cool grunginess going on so and that, then there's these modern yeah. buildings like this building yeah. behind us totally it's like really crazy wall right with all the windows well, the twists yeah. and, and stuff the glass you can yeah. when you're walking by the glass it reflects all the cars that yep. are, you yeah. know in the show parking lot yeah it looks like something out of like a bmw ad or something like that <laughs> yeah um so chris i want to talk about oh, yeah. garage rehab oh yeah 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 so how'd that, you get how'd you get pegged for this <laughs> all right so that's that's the other uh, venture that i'm doing right now uh basically they were they were they were seeking a successful shop owner to be a co-host on this new show called garage rehab with richard rollicks 
And it, just imagine like a kitchen nightmares or a bar rescue, but for automotive commercial garages. We come in there, we see if it's if it's struggling, we see if you need new equipment and new management, and we make the decision if we're gonna invest in you. You have a certain amount of time to pay it back depending on how much we gotta put into this place. Sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little. And uh, it, was, it was this idea, nobody really knew of a plan on how to do this. So we shot the pilot, nobody knew. I mean, it, we had to get this thing done in seven days from top to bottom, everything from, you know, grinding concrete floors, putting in new offices, doing roofs, walls, parking lots, everything, seven days. So we're like, all right, is it possible? There was a lot of late nights, uh, and we're like, all right, this this is terrible. We got to come up with like a more streamlined plan. How big is the crew, though? It has to be huge. It's very tiny. Really? Yeah, it's super small. I mean, I remember even on the pilot, it was was me, my other co-host, Richard Richard wasn't there. He kind of comes in at the beginning, comes in at the end. But it was, it was me, my co-host, and then the producers and the cameramen, and then a couple of builders. But that was it. Like I remember the camera guys like putting down the cameras at 6 p.m. and helping us, you know, squeegee floors and laying paint and sanding stuff, because for the production you only have a certain amount of money. We have a budget we have to do it in. Yeah. And when we invest, then we'll have a we'll have certain companies knock out some things. But that first episode, we really didn't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. After a couple, we were like, all right, I think we're getting a flow down. Now we've done 20 garages, and uh, it's good because rather than me spending, you know, 15 hours out of the day working, and then they go, oh, we got to film you. You know, can you can you fix your hair and go wash your face and change your shirt because you've been working? <laughs> now we're really trying to be more of like uh, we're almost like planners. Like we'll, yeah. we'll set out the plan. We Hopefully it gets done. We are the first ones there in the morning. We're the last ones to leave. So it's a lot of manual labor. Yeah, seven days to build these garages. And so far it's been working. We've it's finished. real, huh? It's <laughs> real, man. Like uh-huh. this reality TV, did, I don't know. Like they want you to think that it's all just magic. And I think a lot of it is. Mm. But on this show, I think we, we lost some of the magic. It's just, no, just get just get it done. And it's it's very militant like that. In the morning, get it done. Everyone has to, to start working. So are those like legit investments? Those are legit investments. Yeah, and because we were talking about it, it seems like it would be hard for a shop like that to pay back, uh, you know, two hundred and fifty grand, three hundred yeah, grand. You know, you got to think after we're done, you have the backings of you know Gas Monkey Garage behind it, and they don't want to see it fail. Then you got TV with promotions and everything else, and then after we're done and after it it's aired, it's up to the shop to keep that promotion going hmm. and we give them the tools we give them the equipment and we say go ahead and do it oh now, so they can use your name they can yeah, use like, yeah whatever you got all do. that stuff yeah and we give them a lot of stuff that people don't see on tv that's behind the scenes a lot of ways to run a shop because you know i'm the shop expert i've owned a shop for a long time but i also garageboss.com <laughs> <laughs> but, but i see it's really hard to run this stuff yeah and i really see when you start struggling and it takes a lot for for a, a you know grown man or a grown woman to come to us and say like listen we need you help you yeah, know we need I your bet. help yeah. can you come in here and just set us straight so they're kind of vulnerable you got to make sure you tiptoe around that and that's that's like a dance that we are always trying to make sure that everyone's treated equally because hmm. struggling businesses and small business in America I mean we we kind of do need help yep. um, but yeah we've we've shot a season one that's on demand right now through Discovery Channel and then we finished season two. I got to go back to uh, Sturgis in the Dakotas at the end of this week to check on a shop that we just finished. Wow. See how they're doing. Hmm. And, and that's part of the show, like as a follow-up? That's part of the show, yeah. So, I got to follow up and yeah. check to make sure that these garages are doing good. Now, because it's an investment, 
we get turned down a lot too. Mm-hmm. We'll come out there. We say this is the amount because we got to see the shop first. Yeah. So we'll fly out there. We'll fly our entire camera crew and everything, and we so come did, to them with an investment. In do it. they contact you and say help yeah. us out? And you yeah. that's how you find out about them? Yeah, but then you walk through and maybe the building needs way more work. Sure. Uh, yeah. Or there's Finances shadiness. Up, yeah. Or back. like some that you might see this upcoming season, they're yeah. just hard headed. They don't want to even take any direction. They come. Mm-hmm. No, I. If you guys are gonna do it, I want it to look like this. You go. Well, you didn't do it right the first time. Yeah. yeah. And we're gonna come in. And we're gonna make sure it works. Mm-hmm. So we have been turned down where you gotta pack up and leave, and go somewhere else. You gotta find another garage. So wow. hopefully you got two just in case that happens. You can, you know. And you keep that as part of the storyline, which makes it a little honest, right? Or a little yeah. bit of it. You or know, no? we, we really try to, but. <clears throat> They'll have so much time, uh, yeah, right? Well, no, if they don't want to get They filmed, don't want to sign off, yeah. Yeah, if they don't sign oh, off, we yeah. can't film you. Gotcha. So, yeah, there has been times where, where good footage can get scrapped because of that. So remember that when it comes to a lot of other things you see on TV. We make it look really easy because even an hour-long show with commercials and everything else, I don't know, it's like 43 minutes. But we got seven days of manual labor out there. That's wild. a lot of hard work that you just don't see that makes the, the cutting room floor. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, we saw, we were watching the Oklahoma City episode recently. Uh, it was like the, um, yeah, dino or, or not Oklahoma City, but sorry. Yeah, the dino shop yeah. one. That was a rad idea with the, with the window. But like, that was a massive space. And you guys did all that in seven days? Okay, so that was our biggest. I want to say that was 8,500 square feet, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was that was bad. That's that the one was... with the three-lift controversy. Yeah. Well, was that one it? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of. Because what happens is you have an idea. Then you start executing the idea, and then Richard comes in and wants to change the idea, and you go, yeah. you know, you, it's got to be this way. Yeah. This is the best way for what they need to do. Maybe not the best design for every garage, but for this garage in particular, this suits you well. Um, and I'm going to be the first to say it, the bigger the garage, the easier it is. Huh. Because you got a lot of, you might have vendors in there, you might have an electrician doing something, and then you got a guy doing lift installs. Mm-hmm. So if it's a small shop, you're on top of each other. Yeah, that makes sense. The bigger sense. the shop, you got more room to work. More yeah. efficiency. That was our biggest at 8,500 square feet. And if you stay tuned for season two, we have a shop that was 20,000 square feet. Oh, Damn. shit. Yeah, that, that was a nightmare. That was that was massive. So did you get to upgrade your shop first before all this? No. <laughs> no. They, I was going to say. How's your shop look? Our shop looks like uh, what you would see out here in Radwood. A lot of lot of cool 80s cars, a lot of memorabilia yeah. on the walls. Nice. Um, You've been in the same spot for No, 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 no. We've moved it. I actually moved it when I, when I shot the pilot for Garage Rehab. We decided, okay, we're not going to be doing a lot of general maintenance that we were doing on the Volkswagens, Mercedes, BMWs, and Porsches. So we moved the shop to kind of like a cooler location, actually a lot of Cali style that I picked up in that Costa Mesa area mm. where you take a small shop and you make it work. Uh-huh. You know? So I was like, all right, let's move the shop. We have plans on doing a TV show within that building that we have. So we wanted parking. We wanted a parking lot for our truck, our trailer. We wanted room to do things like podcasts and videos and everything else, which we didn't have before. So we actually have like a 2,500 square foot showroom and about a 1,500 square foot service bay. Because it's only just the two of us. Oh, okay. So really, it's almost like a one-guy shop when I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, dude, that's... And it's super rad. Yeah. But it's not like your typical garage. I'm kind of, yeah. we're over that. We've done that. Yeah, yeah. And now I wanted to focus on the more TV. more like studio space, exactly. warehouse yes. kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. That's that's great. So are you Parking. pretty selective about, like, I mean, who, like, who, who your customers you work on? Are, like, because or? you have just, like, so few, like, uh, you, exactly. you're a small shop, right? Yeah, so. we, we pick and choose. Yeah. We try to keep it so it's not overwhelming in case uh, I got to fly out. Yeah. And that's, that's where Mark really comes in is he helps 
manage all of these things to make sure that I'm not stuck working on a car and then the next week I got to fly out. Yeah. So everything fits into the yeah. workflow. Nice. I mean, so, you know, so stuff doesn't back up either. So that's why you have to kind of be choosy about what you take in. And uh, our existing customers take up a lot of uh, a lot of your time right there. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. how did how did uh, wh- why didn't Mark get on Garage Rehab? How did you get chosen or did you apply or something? We, uh, we actually both applied. And then uh, it just kind of snowballed, and one thing led to another, and I go out to L.A. for an audition in person. Yeah. And it, I don't know they must have liked what they saw. Yeah, yeah. But the future is going to be me and him, and we're going to do something because, like, with his car knowledge and then the things that, that you remember, I don't know how he remembers these things. I mean, every detail from every car we've ever owned or ever yeah. been in. And this guy could put Jay Leno to shame, and I'll be the first one to say it. So when it comes down to a TV show – <laughs> when it comes that. down to a TV show, this guy, I mean, he's no, you probably could. You probably could hit. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like he's like a book. Yeah. And he doesn't want to admit it. He's <laughs> We do a lot of parts too now, which um is kind of a newer thing. So we're on the we're on the road a, a, a good bit when we're together or when it's just me. Um buy a lot of weird stuff. Um we've bought out people's big parts lots yeah uh it's always european based just because that's what our primary interest is but when I mean, we've we've bought like some of the uh porsche go-karts and stuff we've done we had a porsche tractor uh like random stuff signage so we do a lot of that too so that's another reason that going back to the customer thing that's another reason why some days you're you're not there and it's not you know so to be open from you know your your normal times that a shop would be open sometimes it's just not like so you're not doing like oh my alternator went out and i need sometimes a little bit a little more flexibility for us to get you know to do what we have to do okay Um, but that's usually i would guess like a returning customer kind of a person everybody that knows knows, uh knows what you're dealing with if there's one person there or even two people doesn't make much of a difference because you still stay busy uh you know with that so you know we're kind of always you know doing something uh you know getting something that's weird so what's your like primary job is like doing bilsteins and springs on a car or what what is like the what's like a typical job at your shop it varies i mean we've you know nowadays i mean it used to be yeah tons of suspension we used to do a lot of motor suspensions lots of timing belts lots of timing belts back in those days but that was when it was both of us working full speed so now it's like well we have this huge clientele base that we had for at that time it was 14 years before the show got picked up we're like all right we're going to keep maintaining those vehicles as long as they want us to you know yeah. we did move about you know 10 minutes or 15 minutes from our old location uh-huh. so if they want us we'll still maintain those vehicles on the other hand we're also taking these cars uh you know if we find them maybe not running and you know the, the problem they don't have a title but the car is still great for parts we might part it out and we'll have them all organized on shelving systems and everything else that way it, he can do this without me being there you know, where so he's not the one that's also writing up the customer, doing the work, taking care of the parts, the in and out, everything. That seems to be more fitting at this point. So really we're doing slight restora- uh, slight restorations in the shop and then also a lot of parts. Cool. So as we kind of uh, get later in the day here, one of our... Uh one of our tasks is going to be picking cars for awards. Can you uh, suggest any uh, best in show, perhaps? Uh, what oh, you, what's, yeah. a, what's on your What's my, on your list? My favorite is the gold 928 with the matching luggage in the back, which is really hard to find. That's going to edition. Yeah, that one's Weissock. cool. I thought I I saw one for sale maybe last week like that. 
don't yeah. know if it was that bring one. Bring a trailer or something. There was one recently. Yeah, maybe bring a trailer or something. Somebody. But it, it's got the manual transmission, which is awesome for the 928. And it's just so fitting for Radwood, you know, with the whole risky business. And yeah, totally. And this guy's got, when he's all in, he, he has the matching luggage and everything, all the original yeah. gear that is with it. We love to see all the little accessories and all that. So that's my favorite. Yeah. Hmm. Mark, what do you think? Mine aren't going to qualify for best of show because I know what I'm attracted to. I, I definitely went right over to the two Peugeots that were in the corner because I've been I've been a lot on the Peugeot Facebook page. Um, so I, I tend to like this stuff, uh, uh, some of the weirder stuff. But uh, let me think. Well, that's good. I mean, I think you should talk about what those are. I mean, those are most there's, interesting to you. Like, there that's was rad. a 505 wagon over there uh, that I that I really liked. And then there that was also this week there was a 505 SW8 wagon that was on eBay. I was showing him, and he doesn't always get get that that stuff. But I was like, this is an amazing family we, we car. We walked by Three that Peugeot already like three times. Yep. I'm like, what are we doing back really over here? Oh, that. Okay. Oh, and I got this wagon again. Of course, I'm partial to the GTV6 that's that's in the same parking lot over there. Mm. Um, there's tons of great BMWs. Uh, obviously, the UR Quattro is amazing. The the Stevens body of Spree right here is amazing. So those yeah. The, those have got to be way up there for me. Um, I don't know. I'm. I'm. It's. It's, it's all good. Tough for me. It's, it's tough. so good. All yeah. of it. Uh, the FX16, a bunch of the cool uh, Supras. Man, it's. Oh, it's there just is a wild, a, insane Supra. Well, there's two of them. There's white and a darker blue, or it's not even dark blue. It's yeah, like eighty. It's like a bluish like gray an Eighty-six Supra. Or yeah, eighty-six. I mean, it is completely mint i i went through it i could not find a single flaw and as we speak yep really <laughs> nice 28 535 yep beautiful Damn. yeah that's super beautiful green. just passes us right by because we're sitting on here like a <laughs> it's kind of like a road but it's, yeah, yeah. it got closed off and yep. cars are on display and cars can kind of like squeeze through and yeah it's cool yeah it's also like acr neons yeah you got dots and pickup trucks uh what else mr2s and I heard there was a where there was some green ACR that was kind of like cool or something. Fully modded and restored. Yeah. Did you guys see a 300ZX with a crazy like riveted on bodywork? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Some yep. artwork done. The guy definitely cool. like spent some time on that thing. Well, there's yes. a wide body Koenig uh, 500 SEL down here that is. Oh, that thing's insane. Oh, that one's cool. Yeah. The right near the bathroom. Three piece BBS. Yeah. Burgundy yeah, right the thing. Um, and then next to that was that, yeah, the golf rally, GTI rally, which we don't see in California very often. Um, yeah, ton, tons of good stuff. It's great. And like this pairing, you know, you got a Viper GTS and then some like 1981 goes, beers and kick people's asses Camaro. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you got yeah. the famous E39. Oh yeah. We Alex, Alex Roy. Yeah. Alex, Alex Roy. Roy yeah. Five His police. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. And he's promoting the uh, uh, Human Driving Society or something. Is that what it is? Yeah, the Human Driving Association. Yeah. Association, yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, it- is he from the future? <laughs> I don't think he was. <laughs> I think he's, a, he's ahead, yeah. He's ahead of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely a, an awesome mix here. We, we we couldn't be happier with what we got out here. Actually, one of my other favorite cars, and I really really like these, and I hate that they're front wheel drive, but Alfa Romeo 155. Yep. Yeah, that like That's homologation uh, uh, yeah. uh, car is so. Rad. Oh yeah, those are so cool. That that thing is insane. Yeah, so it's got bubble flares, really cool like Speedline looking five spokes, um, and those engines are so beautiful. You know the the that Alfa V6. I forget the the, the name Busso. of it. Busso. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, with the polished intake runners. Yeah, and, awesome yeah and they yeah. sound amazing very cool 
Well, I wanted to thank you guys for joining us, and uh, maybe we can uh, crash your shop someday. Of course, right on. Not crash into it, but uh, you know. Yeah, either way, do a podcast out of there and just <laughs> hang be great. out. That'd be fun. Yeah. If you ever make it to the Bay Area, um, well, we'll be watching your show and stuff, and seeing any uh, shops. In oh the yeah, mix. definitely. That's great. Yeah. Very well, cool. great to meet you guys. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for keeping rad. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for coming. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Cool. cool. Later. Thanks. Bye. We also uh, have uh, Best Dress just walked by. It was uh, uh, the Ultimate Warrior and a female Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> With a mustache. With, With a, a mustache. <laughs> Not real, well, of course. I think that's what's